is death the final point for all of us? Is that where everything simply stops? We disappear. It's done. Is death where we go to heaven or hell or whatever else may be out there? Or is death the place where we kind of linger? Maybe still in our environment. Nobody, for the most part, can see or hear us. But every once in a while, someone senses us, knows that we're there. In all the years of doing the show, I've heard so many stories, thousands of them, that really point to option C. Not to disagree with anyone's belief system, just making an observation on what we've heard over the years. On today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, EPP bonus episode number 436, we hear of two such stories. One, a grandfather that leads his grandchildren to a specific spot in his old home, very specific, with signs from the other side. Why did he lead them there? We'll talk about that. Plus, a cat, a pet. In this specific case, a cat. Coming back from the other side to let its owner that misses them so much know they're still around on the other side. Those stories in this week's EPP bonus episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. It's number 436. My name is Tony Bruski. Stay with us. heard of channeling basically your body your voice being used as an instrument for the other side to communicate through it's an interesting thing and and some may look at it and roll their eyes and go that's impossible that's not anything until you actually see it or experience it for yourself it's hard to deny when someone is able to come up with information that they otherwise would not know, could not know, and somehow it pertains to a situation that they have nothing to be involved with. It's a little spooky, but it does happen, as it does in our next story. Take a listen. Time near the end of September of this year, I went to my friend's home in New Jersey. My friend Mike's house, as we'll call it, is claimed to have been haunted. Him and his family ever since I knew him. When I was younger, about 10 to 12 years ago, my friend and I were into his dark and cluttered basement, looking around at all the items. Saw some cool clothes, and then we saw some clothes move around near the washer and dryer. So my friend Mike thought it was his brother. He picked up a plastic bat to scare him with a hit. We went over there. The clothes stopped moving and nobody was there. We freaked out, ran back to the stairs to go back up, but a large painting which was facing backwards towards us blocked our way up the stairs. Together we moved it away and ran scared as hell back up. We told his mom and she believed it was the ghosts or ghosts in the house. After that, I never went in his basement or really visited his house again. 
So as time went by, I later became good friends with Mike, ended up back at his house a lot. Nothing weird happened until the events of September of this last year. All these years later, out of childhood. Mike and my close friend Val were sitting upstairs in Mike's room, just relaxing, talking. His room was very soothing because he had a very large fish tank and he had a visualizer on his TV playing mellow music. Not sure if this had anything to do with it, but I was very relaxed. I was staring into the visualizer on the television. Mike was talking about ghosts with us and actually brought up the time when we were younger, when we saw something in the basement. He told me about the painting that locked our way back up the stairs, and I didn't remember it. Suppose I blocked that part out. A little while later, still upstairs in his bedroom, I started feeling a little weird. I felt like the room was almost getting darker. I couldn't feel myself correctly. I felt as if I was falling slightly backwards, and the best I could describe it would be getting a shiver up my spine and feeling that moment right before you pass out or when you're on medicine and sick. You feel very spacey. That's how I felt. So I quickly panicked, told Mike and Val that something was wrong. I told them I didn't feel right. I felt like I couldn't keep my mind focused. I was thinking that maybe I was dying or for some weird reason, I really didn't want to. My friends told me to calm down and were looking at me weird. I kept telling them I didn't feel right and my friends said to come down because I was working myself up and my heart was racing. He didn't want me to get a panic attack. He then told me to close my eyes and I did. Then I saw visions and felt emotions of things. I got freaked out but was also curious as what the hell was going on. I told my friend Mike and he thought I was channeling. I told him no I wasn't, I couldn't be. He kept saying I was. Apparently, he was right. I was a little boy sitting on the wooden dock with wooden walls around me. My feet were dangling out the door and there was a fence-like door that was open outward. It had a little black book with a latch on it. It was dangerous to get the book because I could have fallen out, but I wanted it for some reason. Out the door was a lake. It was very calm and nice out. The green stalks and trees seemed very clean to me. At this point, I started crying. I personally was not crying, but my body was. My fingers turned freezing cold, and when I came out of it, they warmed up. I later found out that every time this happens, my body cries as a signal to tell me, yes, this is true, or yes, this is happening. Everything important is relayed back to me through emotional responses, either happy or crying, even though the feeling I'm receiving is not always a sad one. Then I picked up a piece of paper, and with my eyes closed, I drew a picture. I drew what I was seeing. And the little boy, I felt the time period was in the early 1900s and this boy had a schoolboy uniform on with a hat, the dark ribbon hanging to the side. I said my name was Josh or James or something. I continued to draw on another piece of paper. I drew on three different papers and then just folded them up and placed them together to make one whole picture. It was uncanny how everything lined up. Some pieces of the drawing were hard to see, but others were very clear. I began to get freaked out again. As the pen moved on the paper, I felt as if there were magnetic forces pulling my hand at little increments to make the image on the paper. At one point, I put the pen on the side of my palm with my hand straight out, and it started spinning in one spot very slowly. Again, I was freaked out. 
wasn't able to understand the whole message that night, possibly because it was my first time. I'm not sure. The little boy also got very frustrated very easily when my friend Mike talked to him. The day passed and we all thought about everything that happened all day. Went back to the house and again went back into Mike's room. This time, another friend, Wes, was there. They were hanging out again and just watched a movie this time. I again started to feel something. I was also trying to tap into whatever I was doing again, though. This time, I felt like my right side of my face was drooping. I had something wrong with it. I looked at my friend Val to the right of me and asked her if anything was wrong with my face. Then Val told me my eyes turned a different color, and I said, when I look at you, I just... I don't remember saying that. Val was questioning me about what I was saying. Then I started to feel that feeling, that backwards feeling, and I started to cry. My fingers became freezing again, and I closed my eyes and could hear myself breathing. Everything after this felt more like a dream than truth. Luckily, my friends were there to remember it all. I remember telling them to remember because I may not. I think this day, I felt like whatever was embodying me and more control than the previous day. I said I felt cold. I saw water. It was nighttime. I kept saying the water was like the Titanic cold water. There was a lighthouse also. Val asked if it was her grandfather, and I cried and felt that it was. She began crying a little as well. She said her grandfather saved two young girls in frigid waters, and he got a medal from the town for doing so. I don't know why that message was relayed as telling her that who it was, but maybe that was the way she would know. So I kept hugging her. I said that I loved her and missed her. At this point, I felt less of myself and began talking to a third person, or talking in third person. I was saying that Kevin was okay. I was letting everyone know that I was personally okay, but my body was crying. Something else was talking through it. Everyone there believed everything that was happening as well. So, after a little bit, my friend Mike, whose room it was, asked if I wanted to get some fresh air. I agreed. I went downstairs and Val was making sure I felt okay. Mike wanted to get a glass of water from the kitchen. And before we went out and asked if it was okay, I agreed. I didn't want to be alone. So we all walked to the kitchen. The kitchen had a door which went into the basement. To get to the kitchen, we walked through the dining room and past the bathroom and his mother's room. His mother's room was originally his stepdad's father's room. Mike's step-grandfather was bedridden and died in that room. I know he is one of the ghosts in this house. So we walked past the dining room and bedroom. I felt enormous energies around me. Jumped into the kitchen and told Mike. We are there for a little bit and then walked out again. Felt the energies again. Started to move my hands like an Italian would when they're pointing at something. Shaking, both hands up and down. I did that in the living room where a pile of clothes was. The dining room where some more clothes were and back in the kitchen where the garbage was. My friend Wes said, What do they want you to clean up? The house or something? I laughed and felt happy. I believe that is what the energy wanted, as funny as it sounds. So then Mike cleans up, start to go outside, but gets stopped again. Fell on my knees. Mike said I mumbled something, but sounded weird. 
That's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this week's EPP bonus episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you'd like to hear the rest, become a EPP, extra podcast person, as we call them. You can sign up through Apple Podcasts, even try it for three days free. Yeah, just go to Apple Podcasts and check that out. Uh, or if you're not an Apple Podcast, Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or directly through our website at ghostpodcast.com. Get access to this and all 436 bonus episodes, our advanced episodes, our archive, and all of it commercial free. Check it out, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.